As your glory now fills this place. your presence now fills this place God your presence that's all we need now fills this put those hands together and give Jesus some praise. Come on city church. Are you in the house today? Give God some praise with your hands. If the enemy's been messing with you then clap your hands and act like the enemy's in the middle of your hands and you can slap him upside the head and not get burnt because the power and the presence and the authority of God lives within you. Come on. Come on, someone. Come on. Hey, we bless your name. For your name is great and is worthy to be praised. I got to ride a fast horse. See, I'm a, I'm a church kid. Take your seats. I'm a church kid. I'm a, I was raised. I'm going to say it like this, and you all know what I mean. You can't join it. You got to be born it. This is the grand old church of God in Christ. So I was raised, my father was a church of God in Christ pastor. He was pastoring before I was even born. And so it's a privilege and honor to be here. I have to ride a fast horse because I know the hour. And uh, Pesach, thank you. Let's give him another hand. He could have taken all the time because I just came from Virginia. <laughs> He came across the waters, right? He came from Israel, so he deserves as much time as he needs. Thank you, Dr. Stevens, Pastor Sharon, my, my dear friends. God put us together, and uh, as, I, as I talked to Pastor Stevens in our first meeting, uh, when we met here, we were in the, the uh, cafe, and I told him, I don't believe in uh, happenstance and uh, coincidence I believe in divine providence and so our meeting was God's plan not ours and I'm a relational kind of guy and I like to be in relationships with folk because you're in relationship you can be that one shoulder not two together but you can be that one shoulder so I really appreciate Pastor Sharon and, and, and Pastor Dr. Stevens uh, I, I tell people uh, I talk about Dr. Stevens all probably twice, three times a week in a good way, Pastor Shine. I don't say anything bad about him. But I, I, I share people with people across the country about my team and just how the Lord has opened up so many doors for me. I'm, I'm not as young as I used to be, Pastor. You must have been reading my mail talking about jumping and shouting. I used to... About a week ago, I was at my home, and man, I used to shout. You know how we used to do that, put our legs and put, I can't do that anymore. When worship comes on now, I just say, praise him. 
And used to talk about people just, just to praise them. Now I understand it. Praise the Lord. <laughs> but God has been good to me. Look at somebody say, God has been good to me. You know, when, I, when people ask me, what's, how are you feeling today, Pastor Cheeks? How are you doing, Roger? What's going on, Cheeks? You know what I say to them? I said, today is the best day of my life. I don't care what's going on in your life. I don't care if, if, if the dog bit you and the cat ran away and you, you burned the chicken. It's still the best day of my life. Look at somebody else and look at them square in the eye with love, not with an attitude, and say, today is the best day of my life. Can't do anything about yesterday. It's gone. Yesterday's gone. And you sure, certainly can't do anything about tomorrow. The Bible tells us in, in Matthew 6, tomorrow will take care of itself. So let, let tomorrow take care of itself. But today, somebody holler out, today. today. is the best day of your life. Pastor Stevens, I'm going I'm to I'm, I'm ride a quick horse here. I have some gifts for you and your wife. Uh, yes, I do. I have some gifts. Uh, a book called A Woman of Valor. It's a great study by Yael. Eckstein, who is our, who is the daughter of our founder, and she's now the president and CEO of the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews. She's 38 years old and leading one of the largest pro-Israel organizations in the world, living in Israel. And I have one for you, sir, called the Man of Faith. And these are our daily studies. And I have another one called On the Front Lines of Faith, and it talks about the African-American experience with Jews. And we're going to talk about that just briefly. And this is something, Yael's book called Generation to Generation. And this is a great book for homes, for parents to, to teach their children. One of the things about the Jewish culture is the, the ability to... From generation to generation to generation to keep the same uh, heartbeat and the love of God going on from family to family to family to family to family. Now we can learn something from, from the Jewish culture, I, I have to tell you. I've been an African American for a long time. Long time. About 59 years. I just celebrated my 59th birthday on November the 30th. I know I don't probably look 39, that's all right. But I'm 59, and sometimes my body tells me, slow down a little bit. But we can learn something from the, from, from the Jewish community because we, as African American, and I want to speak to that very poignantly, as African Americans, we've lost something. We've lost something in our culture. We've lost God in our culture. I'm just going to say it. The church used to be the center of our communities. It's no longer the center of our communities anymore. And because of that, we have lost a generation after generation. I was just telling Pesach, even my generation, as we grew up in the church, many of our brothers and sisters that we grew up with have lost, have left the church long ago. Because there was no authenticity, no genuineness in the church. I've been in leadership for a long time. I've been a pastor for about 20 years, but I've been in ministry for 40. I'll celebrate 40 years of ministry next year. Wow. 40 years. Wow. 
I was, a, I was an ordained elder at the age of 23. Only God. But we have lost something from the family unit. And I believe, do you realize, the, the statistics have said, 90, check this out, 97% of African Americans say they believe in God and are Christians. 77% of our young women are teenage pregnant. Are, are, are women without husbands and have children. And I put those things together. I said, wait a minute. 97% of African Americans say we believe in God in America. Yet our young daughters, 77% of our community, they're pregnant, unwed mothers. That's sad. And I believe it's because we have left what has brought us closer together as family. We have left what has carried us over so many difficulties and so many challenges. We have left the thing that brought us from Africa to here, and that's God. Yeah, you don't have to say anything. but So I want to give these to you, Pastor. Bless you, sir. I have some flags that you all can take. I have some pins, some pins that I would want to leave here for you all that you can, you can use. And I know we have communion, so I'm going to go really fast here. Certain scripture I love. Pastor Stevens really knows this scripture. You realize the African-American church is the voice of today and the voice of the future. We should be aligned with the Jewish community like never before. We should build bridges of collaboration and cooperation and communication with the Jewish, our Jewish friends as never before. Why? Historically, we are so much alike. We had 12 million, over 12 million Africans die in slavery. Then we had, in the 1940s, there were over 6 million Jews who died in, in the Holocaust in Nazi Germany. Well, you might say, well, that, that, that happened then. That's, that's history, Pastor. We understand history, and we, we understand. We, we can't do anything about what happened in the past, and as Pace has talked about. But we can do something about what is going on today and in the future. Do you not realize the rise in anti-Semitism and racism is more rapid now than it's ever been before? So we're still locked together as a community fighting. I call it, you know, I, I remember I, I was a city councilman at one time in my life. I was the first African-American ever elected to any city office in the history of my city. It was 127 year history of the city. And I, I was elected and God I asked God, could I run? And he said, yes, for one term. And that's what I did. But I was, that was during the time of the uh, O.J. Simpson trial. And they called me, uh, the television station, when the, when, the, when the verdict came down, the television station called me and wanted me to be on, on the news. So I said, okay, I, I would be. So it was a live broadcast. And they said, what do you think the problem is? This is a racial problem. This is a skin thing. I said, no, no. No, 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 no. It's not, a, it's not a skin thing. It's a sin thing. 
It's a sin thing. And what's going on with racism and what's going on with anti-Semitism, we might see the results as a skin problem, but the deepest thing is a sin problem, and God is the only one who can take care of that. He's the only one who can take care of that. And so, as an African-American church, I love the African-American church. You know why? Because we anointed. We carry an anointing from God um, that destroys the very yokes of anything that comes against us. That's why I'm so positive. I don't care what nobody tells me. No, this is going to happen. Why? Because God said so. No, I love the five streams of income, that, that the analogy you use. Not the analogy, but, but, but what you use. Because I believe that we as a people are better in a better position now than we ever have before, ever have been before. We would just got to realize that we got to keep God first in all that we're doing. And we need to teach our children to keep God first. I don't care. You got two PhDs, two masters, five bachelors, and you belong to this sorority or fraternity. That doesn't mean a thing if God ain't in the plan. That mean a thing. I've been all over the world. I've been with, I've been with some very important, influential, and wealthy men and women. I've been before kings and presidents of this country and others. And it was interesting that you, you read that scripture because <laughs> I have to share this. I carry that scripture in Proverbs with me everywhere I go. It's in my wallet. And another thing that I, I carry with me, see this old beat up piece of paper. Don't talk about me. My mother would often tell me as a child, she would say this, I, I, I know, at least once a week. Proverbs 18 and 16. She said, a, a man's gifts will make room for him and bring him before great men. Yes, sir. Said, your gifts will, will make room for you, son, and bring you before great men. My mom would pray that. Your gifts will, will, will make room for you, son, and bring you before great men. My mother's gone on to heaven. My father's gone on to heaven. But God is still bringing me before great men and women. So the word of God is true and it's right whether you believe it or not. And as we look at Psalms 122 and 6, it says pray for the peace of Israel that, may, that they may prosper who love you. So if you are praying for Israel, you got to also believe the prosperity. I and mean, it's not a prosperity gospel. I don't believe in that. But you also believe that because you're engaged and involved with the people of God in Israel, God has a responsibility to prosper you. If you go to Genesis 12 and 3, which is our, which is our key scripture, it's, it's very important. Somebody say this with me. If you don't get anything from me, and, and, and I've got to close, I've got to close quickly. If you don't get anything from me, say, I am blessed to be a blessing. Come on, look at somebody and say, do you know you're blessed? So you should be a blessing. You know you're blessed, sis. You, you are, you are blessed. I don't know your name, first time I've seen you. But God said you are blessed. And because your heart is so big, so huge, you want to help everybody that comes across your path, do so. 
because God is going to continue to bless you. And, and Abram, he told Abram this, in, in, and I'm going to paraphrase it because I don't, he told Abram this in Genesis 12 and 3, and, uh, and he said, look, Abram, you are, I'm going to bless you already so you can be a blessing, and your seeds will be as, your, your seed will be as, as, as large as the sands of the sea. In other words, you're going to have so many people belonging to you that you can't even count them. And because, now, if you, if you curse Israel, you're going to be cursed. And, but if you bless Israel, somebody else, throw your hands up and say, blessings. If you bless Israel, you'll be blessed. So therefore, and when you do that kind of thing, not only will you be blessed, but your generation and your family will be blessed. And so, I said, wait a minute. Then I, then I, then I went to Romans, I believe Romans 17, and Paul talks about uh, the the, the, the Gentiles being grafted in to the olive branch, into the Jewish uh, uh, community, but that uh, roots of our Jewish uh, faith is, is there in our Christianity. So we are one, not two shoulders. I love that. We're one shoulder because we're grafted in. And so if you're grafted in and you believe in the word of God, then you are going to be blessed. And not only you, but your household. Your household. So don't worry about your children running amok sometimes. On, don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. If you taught them right, now that's the key. If you taught them right, and if you put something in them, and if you put God in them, the word of God is right. He said, oh, yes, they will grow old. But what that which you taught them, they will never depart from it. They'll never depart from it. That word of God in your, in, 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 that you put in them, they will, don't, will not depart from it. So we as adults, we as grandparents, grandmama and them, uncle and them, cousin and them, all of us, we've got to, we got to make sure that we're teaching our young people what God has taught us. We've got to continue the generation and giving information to the new generation so they'll know who their God is. Just like Israel. The African-American church has a responsibility to bless, to walk with, to pray for Israel. Martin Luther King, the great Martin Luther King, our civil rights leader, said this. He said, either, I'm going to read it because I don't want to misquote him. We will either live together as brothers and sisters or we will perish together as fools. One or the other. So what are we going to do? It's no time to, for us to take sides. No time, for us to, no time for us to be Republicans or Democrats. It's time for us to be men and women of God. That's right. That's right. Let's, let's do that first. In closing, there's a whole lot I, I, I want to say, but in closing, there were some situations that went on when I was working at Regent University, and all the, new, the newbies would come in. I was there maybe 10 years, 15 years. I, I was there for 20 years.
many capacities and, and some of the younger guys would come in and they would talk to me and they would ask me, you know, they would have problems. What, what, how do you deal with this? What, how, how are you going to, you know, I'm having difficulty with my boss and different people from different departments would come to me. I said, number one, you need to understand this. Regent University or any job for that matter is not your source. It is a resource. I said, I'm here as long as I am because I always recognize God is my source. And God can use any resource that he want to use. That's why I coined the phrase, the phrase I, I am not a millionaire. I'm not a billionaire. I'm not a trillionaire. I'm not a gazillionaire. I'm a dominionaire. I'm a bona fide dominionaire. What does that mean, Pastor? It means whatever God owns, I have management over. And if God releases me to manage, you know, the Bible says, let me sit down. The Bible says, if you're faithful over a few things, he'll make you ruler over many. But I, Pastor, I always used to think that was my few things. God said, no, no, no. He told me a couple of years ago. He said, no, no, no. I'm talking about my few things. He said, if you're faithful over, uh, for, for an example, if you're faithful over Charlotte, <laughs> then, then, then I'll give you North Carolina. And if you're faithful over North Carolina, then I'll give you the whole East Coast. And if you're faithful over the East Coast, then I'll give you the United States. I was in Africa, my last trip to Africa, and I was sitting there, and, and in a six-hour service at a church on Sunday, six hours, y'all, we complained about, we complained about a two-hour service. I, and, and the service was actually eight hours. I left after six. I said, I can't take no more. I done danced and sweated all I can do. And I, and, 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 but the Lord, I was walking back to the compound, and I, I believe, I heard the Lord say, I'm going to give you Africa. I said, huh? He said, I want you to take Africa. And, and so the space that we're walking in... <laughs> Kenya, Uganda, I have some relationships in Liberia. I see, I see God doing it at his time. And so, so I say to you, precious hearts, God is going to do great things for you at his time. Wait on the Lord and you shall renew your strength. And as you do that, as you're waiting, we want you to support and honor and stand with Israel as an African-American church, that we let our clarion voice sound aloud, that we together will stand with Israel. God bless you.